What's going on, Glenn? All right, welcome everybody. Let's get it started. So, listen, I uh, oh, I, I got a dilemma. We got to we got to talk about something first, and we'll get into it right away. Um, yeah, something that's interesting. It, it, this this is I, I, it's personal, but it's it's interesting. Welcome to Don and Friend. My name is Matt Spear. Amy and Leroy are in the green room hanging out. They will be with us in just a second. Don't unfriend me show. We talk politics. We talk current events. It has turned into a PG show. You can follow us at don't unfriend me show. The site has absolutely blown up over the last 48 hours. We have got, I think yesterday morning, we were sitting at 73,000 followers. I think we just hit 76,500 in less than 48 hours. We've added 3,500 and the Morgan Freeman uh, quote, which honestly, I don't even know if it's Morgan Freeman. I, I was doing some research on it and I, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm sure Morgan Friedman said something like it, but it, it doesn't matter. It's creating a ton of debate and I haven't gotten banned. So there's something good. I have been, I mean, Leroy has been in there under the don't unfriend me label and we've been tag teaming people on the constitution. This whole, there's this one thread you should go in and read it. It's just fantastic. Leroy and I are like left, right, left, right, punch up, down. I mean, it, it's like a Nintendo cheat codes almost, but it's definitely good stuff. We'll talk a little bit about that tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about Joe Biden being embarrassed by Barack Obama to a point of almost like if I was Biden, I would, I would say in that, in that situation, you are never to return. I mean, ridiculous, ridiculous. I've never seen a president disrespected to that level ever in my life in a non-hearing type setting or an investigatory body or in the court of public opinion. To see another president treat a sitting president this way, you're going to watch it tonight. We're going to talk about Texas dumping illegal immigrants back into Washington, D.C. I'm not too happy about it because I'm a stone throw from the Capitol, but honestly good on Texas and a couple of other things. And my daughter had her first racially insensitive moment as she had her sleepover. This one hits close to home. Uh, dad's not too happy. Want to talk about it. We'll be right back and uh, we'll bring in Amy and Leroy. Stick with it. Stick to it. I will be right. We will be right back. Thanks everybody. Navy veteran Matt Spear presents Don't Unfriend Me. Brutally honest. Experience matters. Facts, not feelings. To the point. And always direct. No safe spaces. You can agree or disagree. You can love him. You can hate him. Just don't unfriend him. Sit back, relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. You know, Trish, normally you'd, you would get into my good mood box immediately, Trish Carver. I'm, I'm, I'm watching you, Trish. Election fraud is out in Arizona. The state has agreed. Lindell is 100%. Really, they held a vote? How does the state agree? How did they all unequivocally agree? How did you get all of the House uh, how did you get 
the gubernational? How did you get the local representatives all to agree that Mike Lindell was correct? Was there an investigatory body that I'm missing? Was there some sort of HR bill that passed? Um, what happened? Oh, you mean all the people who believe in the election fraud agreed? Well, that's completely different. My pillow guy had the evidence after all, huh? Great. Anyway, Trish, I'm, I'm in a good mood. Uh, wonderful to see you. Welcome to Don't Unfriend Me. Election fraud is a tough topic here. Amy, uh, hello. Introduce yourself. Would love to uh, have you tell everybody who you are. Hi, um, I'm a little bit voiceless. Sorry. I have allergies really bad. As you know, in Virginia here, everything's blooming. So I'm a little bit phlegmy. Um, so apologies for that. But I'm Amy Robinson and I'm a local real estate agent here in Northern Virginia. So um, yeah, if you need to buy and sell a house. I'm totally your girl. I will even She's the one. Awful as I am, but tell me, uh, we gotta hear about your birthday yesterday. And I'll, I'll tell you all about it. Want to hear about your your YouTube channel first? Oh yeah, it's um, Life with Amy now. At I think I'm Life with Amy now, Northern Virginia real estate because yeah, that's the only wow. one I can have. Yeah, because I think that the other one, <clears throat> sorry, Life with Amy now is actually um, like the girls are on. It's two ladies, I think, that are on like the yeah. one of the fat shows on TLC or something. That's one of their <laughs> yeah. So if you type in life with Amy now, it's like a morbidly obese person, not me. So I'm, you know, life with Amy now, Northern Virginia real estate or something like, yeah. Yes. Long. But I'm like, okay, so sorry. They could just Long. type that into Google and find you. I will make sure I start adding it to the credits on, uh, on the notes. Um, yes, there is a movie about election fraud. Dinesh D'Souza has, uh, has struck while the iron's hot. He's always opportune to make sure he has a movie coming out right before an election. Uh, it always happens like clockwork. You can set your watch by it. Leroy, welcome. Hello, folks. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Happy birthday. Thanks, bud. Thanks. 48, feeling good. Um, what? Yeah. You look like you're 32. Come on. Well, thanks. I, I was on the treadmill today, and I, I just I just looked up, and I was I was running about 8, 820 mile, which, you know, that's not great, but it's a hell of a lot better than I thought, and uh, did three miles at, at an average of 820. So I'm trying to get that to, like, under 8, and if I can do that, I'll feel good. But I'm, I'm starting to do a lot more it. cardio. You have a distinct genetic advantage with long legs, let me tell you. That's not true. Yeah, no. uh, it's, I know it low. takes no 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 long legs are really important what i do not have a genetic advantage of is a bad back my stride oh, yeah. isn't even close so even though long distance running at a pace speed is horrendous i'm horribly slow horribly slow like hor on skates i'm freaking a demon but uh <laughs> running i am slow but long distances yes i have an advantage but you know, that's that's not a bad pace for, you know, as big as I am and as much as I focus on lifting and not cardio. But I've, I'm feeling really good lately. I've been taking a lot every day in the gym for the last, I think, 11, 12 days, feeling fantastic. So it was a good, good birthday. Avalanche won first to 50 wins in the league, first to 100 points. They're 15 points above everybody in, in the league. They're like, I think, four or five above anybody in the East. The Avs are just cruising. Man, they look good. They, I mean, Florida looks good too, but... I, it's just I'm excited about the app. So everything was good. How were how were your last couple of days off? Oh, oh, what a good couple of days, right? Uh, the 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 pollen seems to have tamed down quite a bit. Um, yeah, everything everyone's doing well. So uh, I didn't I didn't say anything. And and Matt, you know this, and I think Amy does too. My youngest son is in an HVAC class. Uh, he has autism, 
and he is uh, in a career center. Um, he goes through all of the normal high school classes, and and he's doing really, really great. Well, they had a test today, and they're one test away from being EPA certified. So the Environmental oh, wow. Protection Agency has this, this kind of minimum level that they test for, and they're one test below that. So, and I guess... I guess it was planned, but like it was kind of under the radar, so to, so to speak. And right. so uh, they had this test and there's like 20 some odd kids in the class. And my kid was the only one to pass the test. Oh, nice. Awesome. Gotta love yeah. that, dude. He's such a, such a sharp kid every yeah, time we really talk is. to him. That's good. Congratulations. Really yeah, yeah, that's awesome. A good Yay. So, so I That's picked him up from I picked him up from work a little while ago and I was getting, giving him the congratulatory dude you got this I'm proud of you speech you know and uh and he was he just rattling on and on and on and I'm like I'm like uh, what are they replacing R134A with and he knew it he knew it all like just That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. So good. That's awesome. Yeah, good for him. Tell him tell me I tell you the, the vocational schools are leaps and bounds more effective from a career than I, I don't know. I never understood it. I, I don't understand why people, you know, spend eight years getting a doctorate and then literally spend five years getting out of debt and then finally making money that you could have been making. I understand you want to make, you know, four or five, 600,000 a year, you'd be a doctor, but to get that right. takes 15 years when you could be making 175 to 225,000 as a crane operator or an HVAC specialist or opening up your own business, change in oil. I, I mean, there's, there's ways to make money. And like this show has taught me, you can do anything as long as you put effort into something, you know, it's, yes. this is hard. I mean, this isn't easy. I mean, all these little things that make up this and all the segments and the design yeah. and the shirts. I mean, that all takes a lot of time, but as long as you, you know, do something and try to master it, um, you don't even need to master it. You can be effective at it because most people don't take their career seriously. So I, I love that. I think it's great. Good for him. You and I, you and I are both, you know, prior, prior Navy. So we have, we know what the seven P's are proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. And that's Holy just something crap. that we you need. Kind a, of... You need a pop filter. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, no, no, I just, you go listen yeah, to it. It's like, poo, 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 poo. I can't even, uh, because I've got two pop filters. Like I'm, a, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like a stuttering car. Sorry about that. Um, okay. I, I guess the point is, you know, to Matt's point, anytime you put some time and effort into something, you're going to get better at it. If you keep working right. at that, you're going to hone that skill and eventually it's going to turn into something serious and that's good. Yeah, for exactly. sure. That's so awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm glad we all got to kind of share. Amy sounds like. Nothing huge to share, but overall, good weekend, I would assume. Yeah, I don't know. We were here on Monday, weren't we? I don't know. Yep. What's today? I don't Wednesday? remember. I don't yeah. remember. Wednesday. Is it yeah. Wednesday? I didn't think. See, yeah. I, I'm just I'm scatterbrained. Yeah. Whatever. I take one day off and my whole week is screwed up. All right. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, but like, I will say this. My son, he, like, we've been really struggling with his like getting on board we're a family that means we're a team kind of thing like it's and i feel like and i'm like knock on wood lord help me i feel like he's like getting it now like he's actually nice. pitching in Good. and like doing stuff and i'm like oh my gosh my kid has turned over a new loop. so that was like amazing because it's good he's a hard one but he's such a good kid so just i'll throw that out there that's my good news to share so good news that to share good. 
So we've only got an hour. Um, that's what we've decided is we, is we, we jump off around 930. We've been pushing 10, but we'll get faster and we'll get better. We've got, we've got some things to talk about um, tonight. So first thing, my daughter went to a birthday party, an overnight birthday party, and she has a friend who I won't name, but this, this young lady is probably five foot five or five foot six and she's 11 tall. And she's also pretty stout and she's African-American. Her mother and father are just salt of the earth, kind people. And Hayden has befriended her and she's terrified of everything. Right. Um, and doesn't want to do anything challenging. He's afraid of the cat, is afraid of the lizard, is afraid of, you know, playing Beat Saber. And, and, and Hayden has always collected enigmas, people who are just puzzles in, in the way that they think, in the way that they act, in the way that they do things. And that's great. And Hayden's had a rough go of it. She has a friend here who has been pretty vitriolic to her, and Hayden has been that way to her. And um, has been really, you know, said that she was a lesbian in school and she has a girlfriend and horrible, mean stuff. And, and of course, Hayden's like, what's wrong with being a lesbian? Um, right. and just completely shuts them down. And even though she's not, and she's, you know, just, that's just Hayden. She's too smart for her own good. But she was at a party and the song came on and I have no idea what the song is. It's called Material Girl. And of course, all songs are remade from other songs nowadays. So it's not Madonna, Madonna Material Girl, but it's called Material Girl. It's a... I have no idea what it is, whether it's a rap song or, or not. Oh my God, Chatal, please stop spamming text. I'm, I'm literally going to freaking blow your face off. Dude, he's trying to pick up on women in my chat. Okay, brother. <laughs> Bye-bye. You're gone. See ya, Chatal. Or is it shit all? Sorry, buddy. Stop picking up women in chat. They're not going to talk to you. Trust me. And that's a great picture of a Marine. I always love it. They always pick the, the most handsome Marine in the picture. And everyone's like, this is fake. Anyway. Yeah. So this song material comes on. And I guess this song is abhorrent. Like horrible. Like I have not read the lyrics. And I don't know if I even want to recite the lyrics. But there is copious amounts of bad stuff in it. Uh, like bad and in there they drop the n-bomb several times not with an a with an er Ooh. and they're listening to a song this one girl's like oh this is my favorite song we're gonna listen to it and hayden's listening to this and of course the black girl is sitting there and she's listening to it too and everything's okay and hayden goes this song is wrong guys I i've listened to i've watched kill bill i've seen a ton of, st I mean, th this is offensive. This is wrong. They said the N word without saying the N word. She actually said the word. Ooh. And they all jumped down her throat. You can't say that. You can't say that. How dare you say? And she's like, I'm, I'm so like completely embarrassed. We've always taught her what the word is. She's seen glory. She's seen roots. She understands. Um, she's, she's seen, um, um, a time to kill. I mean, we've tried to raise her and teach her how bad racism, racism has been and why that word is horrible. We even, you know, I even stung her a little bit and she goes, I don't understand why that word's bad. And I said, you're fat. And she's like, 
you know, and starts visibly. And I said, okay, you're not, but I want you to times that by 400. And now I want you to be urinated on, burned alive, hung from a tree, raped, put into slavery, subjugated to the worst kinds of treatment, be unequal and times that by 400 years. And now you just have a modicum of understanding of what that word means. And she's like, Oh my God. I'm like, yes. So the principal pulls her over and pulls her out of class because kids are being kids and saying that she said it at school and she's dropping the N bomb everywhere and completely just lying on her. So the principal pulls her in and has a conversation with her and She's like, I said it one time and it was in the song and I was showing them that we shouldn't be listening to this song because it says the word blank. She's right. never been put into that social situation at all. So of course, one of her girls that kind of pick on her is there and she starts spreading lies about Hayden. Now, if she went to my school, Hayden would have been stabbed or shot guaranteed yeah. in middle school for saying anything like that just just the accusation she would have been beaten and jumped by 10 colonia chicles from the ventura avenue gangsters right yeah. so i pull her out of school because the dean doesn't talk to me he just talks to my wife and i'm like olivia why didn't you come to me he's like it was too quick blah blah and i said pull her out of class right now take her to the office and we get on facetime and i'm like what happened he goes first of all your daughter is fantastic she did not do this at school. She did this at a party. It has nothing to do with me. It's none of my business. But because kids are saying this, I have to address it. And every kid to a person said it's he said, she said. There's no account. Right. Hayden never did it. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, do you know how hard it is for me as a father not to go and fight her battles because I understand what bullying is. I went through it myself and I've already went after one family that did this. And just, I was kind. My wife was screaming, yelling, cursing, and I'm the one that was calm, which I, all, Amy was in my head. She's like, Matt, be calm, be calm. And I was calm and it's ridiculous. And I was very calm, but this is ridiculous. I mean, she could get hurt. Yeah. Uh, because this word does not strike positive emotion. So the problem that I have here, and then I'm going to shut up and let you guys talk, but I really wanted to set the stage is we're teaching about CRT and we're teaching about, you know, 1619 and how to, this is how you stop racism. You address it. You have a conversation, you educate. And I have to give my hats off to this Dean was impeccable in the way he handled this and educated Hayden on what she should and should not do, but also said, you can admit you said it at the party and how you said it, but if people say you said it at school, Hayden, I would expect you to stand up for yourself, and I would expect you to defend yourself and, and, and not to get in a fight, but say, no, that's not true. Here's what happened, and I, and I don't apologize for it. Because the people who, when I was at the party, I've already spoken to them and none of you were impacted by this because that's not true. And, you know, she had a chance to go and rat on one of the girls who basically wears a halter top and changes as soon as she comes to school. She's listening to this type of music. Her mother is actually Child Protective Services, would never, ever, ever know that her daughter's doing these type of things. And it's sad because they're family friends and we were all very close. But, 
it's just, it's insane now what kids are talking about. This never happened when I was younger. This never happened like this. And I, I guess the question I'm asking as I ramble on and on and on, as you two are my bartenders and psychiatrists, is <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? And and how how is it that conversations like this are showing up between 10 and 11-year-olds? And isn't it a sign of the times and, and, and just horribly troubling? Yeah. I mean... They want to teach CRT, but they're not teaching people compa- compassion and kindness, which is what they should be teaching instead of CRT. Because first of all, no matter if she said it or not, I know your daughter and she would never say something like that and malice and we yeah. all make mistakes. So I feel for her, like we've all put our foot in our mouths. We've all misspoken or something slipped out in the incorrect way, or we just didn't mean to say a word that came out like this instance, you know, it, it happens to every single person in this world. Mm-hmm. And I mean, kids are vicious, man. Like, especially girls, like they are just vicious. And I mean, your daughter is so tough, just so tough. But I know, I mean, I was bullied in school. It wasn't called bullied back then. It was called being picked on, but um, now it would be called bullying and I probably would have right. had a different adulthood if it was addressed back then, but, um, but it's okay. So, you know, we all have to walk through trials in life, uh, every single one of us. There's not a person in this world that gets off scot-free or without scars. And, you know, this is just one of the things she has to walk through. And I know she'll come out with her head held up high. I mean, no matter how hard it is for her to do that. And my heart goes out to her and, I know she'll stay strong, though. She's a tough girl. I just yeah. And she could have. She could have. She she could have used the nuclear option on this, and she could. You know, at first, Olivia's like, "Do you want me to call her mom and tell her to, you know, that the rumors need to stop and everything else?" And it's like, "Yep," and tell her about the halter top and tell her about the song she's listening to, and then Hayden stopped and said, "You know what? I don't want to do World War Three. That is just going to make it worse." And honestly. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that to her. That's, and, that's and, the, and, and, good for her. That, yeah. That's that Chris rock maneuver that says, no, don't arrest him. Just let's, yeah. She's a better person than I am. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Leroy. And that's, and the first thing I thought of was our wonderful quote by Epictetus. And I, I said, well, at least she has that gene. Cause I don't like, I would like burn them to the ground. I did, I'm going to destroy them. I'm going to burn this mother down. And she immediately was like, at first reaction was yes. And nobody had to talk her out of it. She's just like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's just going to hurt her. She's probably having a hard enough time. I still care about her, even though she obviously doesn't like me. And, and, and it doesn't make Hayden better, but it just makes her more mature and makes me understand, okay, well, we've done, we've done a better job than, than we sure. thought. Yeah. yeah. And think about, I mean, think about the, how, what a lightning rod uh, a term that is right. I mean, especially when you're talking about how it's, it's in the media everywhere. It's in literally, you know, most of the rap songs, never with the hard R though. That's, that right. seems Which wildly is so stupid. out of, it, so it's stupid. out of place. Right. But semantics, exactly. But it, I mean, at the end of the day, it, you, you have to have the conversations about it because it is used everywhere. Um, not necessarily in, you know, venomous type, terms again it's used it's uh normally when i hear it it's used in songs and things like that but but you have to be able to you have to be able to understand 
that when used out of context, I mean, that's, that's just, you know, people are going to go nuts over that one. And, and your daughter sounds like she already has the, the right frame of mind, the ability to say, look, I'm just going to politely step back and, and, you know, not really yeah. overreact to anything, just kind of let everything kind of chill to, to not overreact to it. Right. So, right. And, and you, like, I don't have, people are like, well, what about the word honky? Well, okay. Listen, anybody who's white, who's offended by the word honky, you just, you're ridiculous. Like I, someone calls me a honky and I laugh. I think it's funny, right? Someone calls me a cracker. That's a little different, but I still don't. To compare the connotation is ridiculous. There, there is, there is no equiv. There is no equilibrium between the word honky or cracker and the N word. Just like calling someone a homosexual derogatory term. And then adding GOT at the end of it is much different than saying, you guys understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Rhymes with maggot. I'm trying to yeah. be a good boy. Follow, I'm following. Normally <laughs> I didn't care. Normally I just say them like Joe Rogan, but I've learned you can't even do that. So yeah. it, it's, it's, you say that, that's much different. So there are some no-no words. Just like you, you may think you can call a woman a B-I-T-C-H. But you never call a woman a c-word, right? <laughs> so there's certain. So it's not about freedom of speech. It's when your you're speech encroaches on somebody else's freedom, so to speak. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. No, I was saying unless you're a woman, I've actually I've called other women's a see you next Tuesday, and I'm not going to yeah. apologize even now for it because she is one. So have I. I've called men. I don't call women that. I call men that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I use the British and Irish thing. I played rugby with those people. So I'm like, you know, when they, when they use the, the word that sounds like chunt, uh, they use it as a moniker that, you know, you're being, you're, you're, you're being a wimp. That's basically right. what it means right. to them. So, and I, I, I call, I say it all the time to guys and they get, they get incensed. How dare you call me that? Well, you know, anyway. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate your, your thoughts on this. Any, any other thoughts? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, there's a term that I've heard, a quote recently that I had heard, which is that, you know, discretion is the better part of valor. Um, your daughter sounds like, again, she, she's on the right track. She has that ability to say, look, this isn't worth, this isn't worth the fight. Let's just step back and I'm going to kind of remove myself from the situation, which is probably the smartest thing she could have done. Right. Right. And that's. You know, and I, I wanted, I want, I, oh, I was like, cancel her play, get, you know, and then I stopped too. And I said, wait a second, as a dad, this, this is not, it's not as that's not bad. It's not what we think it is. This is her not understanding how to use the word in context in a right. word she should never use in context. Right. Right. And, and that's a taught behavior. It's something she must learn. But nobody drops the N-bomb without being taught. Right. And she this is she also found a swastika spray painted on the other side of the water tower at our school. You heard about this, Amy, over by Round Hill Elementary. Because no, we do it. have, oh, well, we have white supremacist gangs. I know and that, but I didn't hear Ku Klux Klan and all this other stuff in this area. And that, that you do? She, yes. Yeah. 
We have clan, big clan in this area. I don't yeah. know if they really are, but they pretend to be. They send out flyers saying they are. Like, who knows if they're like true believers well, or whatever, but they're gross According people. to the terrorist watch list within this area, there's anywhere from 200 to 300 active Ku Klux Klan members within a 45-mile radius. So, yeah, it's pretty Yikes. serious. Well, I've always said, I, I've challenged them on the show. I said, hey, would you guys please burn something on my lawn so I can, so I can go outside with my AR and get some practice? So... Like if I ever see anybody in clan robes walking across my property, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna break into my house. I'm sure of it. I'm just positive they're gonna try to burglarize my home. Right. So uh anyway, so just real quick, um, off the cuff, new shirt is out. This is the I voted for the other guy shirt with Donald Trump holding a US flag with three United States of America colored stars. It's available right now over at don'tunfriendme.com. It's already sold 13 of them uh, in less than four or five hours. So that's pretty good. If you haven't gone over, please go ahead and check it out. You can also get some coffee. Have you tried the coffee yet, Amy? I didn't. I didn't. Only because I'm like so like allergy-ridden today. I didn't even have coffee. I said I was going to on Wednesday because I had the time, but I felt horrible. So just water for me today. Just try to Okay, so you're going to give me the review? Well, give me the review later. You don't... I will. Okay. I'll do a whole... Maybe I'll make a video for you. That'd be awesome. Joe, uh, the Holy Cannoli shirt is coming. That will be out here uh, probably this weekend. I'm a little bit behind. Work has been super busy. All right, so let's get into some of our topics since we are unfortunately uh, running out of time. Um, Biden is made a fool of by his mentor, Obama. If you haven't seen these videos, um, bear with me as I will set them up. Obama was inside... The White House, if you haven't seen episode 311, this is what it's about. Um, and Obama, or Biden is first walking around like he has no idea what is going on. It's extremely troubling. Let's watch this one first. Vice President Biden. Maybe we won't. Hold on a second. Oh, that was the joke. That was actually a good joke. It wasn't a joke. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem is it wasn't a joke. Um, what had happened was they made it seem like it was a joke, but it wasn't. Let's watch it and I'll explain. Let's see if this will come on now. Vice President Biden. Damn it. I'm going to get rid of this video. Hold on. Vice President Biden. This is the one thing we got to figure out how to fix. Vice President Biden. Vice President. Hold on, y'all. I'm sorry. Okay. One thing I don't know how to fix. All right, here we go. Vice President Biden. Vice President. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> now, the first thing you think of is, all right, that's a joke. It's funny. It's humorous. It's cute. But then... The other things that lead to this are what make it interesting. Let's go back and look at confusion as Amy Klobuchar, Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, everybody and their mother is surrounding Obama and Biden is looking like a lost puppy. Like, where are my handlers and what do I do now? Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty pathetic. Then 
This is where the snubbing takes place, the ultimate disrespect. Obama, first of all, I don't care what you're doing. The president asks you a question, you shut up, turn around, and answer. I don't care if you're a former president or not. You are not the president. This man is having a, trying to have a conversation with you, and Obama not just has one, but has three independent conversations as Joe Biden, with, with no doubt, is saying, Barack, Barack. Barack trying and then puts his hand on his shoulder and Obama almost like you almost expect him to do that and pull away. And he almost kind of does as he reaches out emphatically to shake somebody's hand, give this a watch. And then we can talk about it. Um, if you haven't seen the show, you can watch it on three. And look at Kamala just, Oh, giggle giggles. Everything's so funny. Now watch, here comes the hand on the shoulder from from Biden. Hey, Barack, hey, boss. And he knows, he's, look at that. He shakes him off right there, and then he tries to do this. He knows. It's not something you would see in any way, shape, or form from any other president. Yeah, and you've never crazy. seen anything like that. You you might seen it from pundits. You might see it in a, an investigatory body. You might see it in you know, a podium or a debate, but you don't see that in the white house. That is the president of the United States. Obama is there as a guest and it's like Joe Biden's not even there. Yeah. It's, it's completely shows you who's running this country. And what a lot of us, if not all of us on this show have said is that Obama has the wheel and he's never let go of it. And even with Trump, he was controlling the DNC. He was controlling the Democratic Party, and he still is in charge. If that doesn't show you, because they're all going to kiss the ring. Would love to get your thoughts. I, do you want to go? I'm, I've, I have go two ahead. different viewpoints on this. Um, my, my first viewpoint, excuse me, is where I would normally come from of like compassion for Biden. I mean, he's the president. And it's almost like he's in middle school where all the girls are treating him bad. They won't yeah. let him in the circle. They're not, they won't, they're just acing him out, pretending he's not there, making the cheap joke, which, you know, it's kind of funny, but also he's the sitting president and there was zero respect. And the amount of times I didn't count them, but I did notice um, the amount of times that Obama, he never talks about us as a collective, as a country, as a people. It's always, I did this, I did this. I did right. this, me, me, me. And I'm like, oh, I just, you know, I don't dislike him that much, but I, I actually like Biden as a human being more than I like Obama as a human being. Um, and then my other viewpoint on it is that uh, I think it's awesome that even his own people hate him because he's this crappy president. So that's yeah. my other view. So I can see it both ways. It's sad, but it's also And America. Like, yeah, yeah, but this is where I feel bad for Joe Biden. I do. And everyone's like, I don't like Joe Biden. But, well, I don't dislike Joe Biden. I just think he's a horrible president. But right. it's sad. This is, this, is, this is no longer 
anything other than sad. And it's sad for us. It's sad for the world. It's sad for him. It's sad for, but it's actually happy time for Republican politics, to be honest with you, because this, they're going to get destroyed. I mean, this Rose has no room with her fat ass on the door for, for Democrats. They are all going to freeze to death in the icy waters of their own despair. Leroy, go ahead. You know, I, to what you were saying, I, I actually like Joe. I do. Uh, I'm sure he's a, he's a, you know, great guy to hang around with and, you know, drive around in his Corvette and play pool with, but again, separating the man from his policies that he supports. And that's the distinction you have to make. And that was something, uh, um, uh, Scalia said, you know, that, that was, that's the real task is dividing the man from the policy. And so when you see that and when you see him being snubbed, for lack of a better term, I wasn't in the room, so I don't know, you know, maybe there was some engagement of conversation that that was just overriding what what, you know, Joe, what Joe was trying to get across. But that's that's not the point. Everyone in that room, you know, you'd think basically stood for Team Blue. And that being said, they have to realize that the optics of that are horrible and that that is only going to be leveraged to its maximum uh, uh, when it comes time for for the you know, Q&A analysis from the other side. And it's it's not a good optic. It's not a, it. That's bad. Um, uh, they certainly did more harm. I think that did more harm for Joe than and and i get it i get why obama was there right ratings are in the in the absolute tank he's uh he's at a what 40 percent or below right now for 39 rating 39 that's the lowest if i'm not mistaken um at any point in the same point in anybody else's presidency so when you when you understand that obama was obviously there to help bolster those numbers right because because the guy is an excellent orator, right? He's funny. He's he's uh, uh, speaks well. He just he's dripping with with you know charisma. But when you see the difference there, and you realize, oh yeah, yes, Joe, it's polarizing. Joe, Joe, Joe is still in, in charge, and the way everyone just kind of, I don't know, yeah. shoot him. It's not a good yeah. optic. Um, yeah. One of the things Mike says, you like thug and a gangster. Then you don't you. First of all, he's not a gangster. Joe Biden is the, the furthest thing. You have to have moxie and some sort of intestinal fortitude to be a gangster. He's not a gangster. Okay. He's not a thug. He's a liar and he's a thief and he's a crook. And his family has always been a crook and they're all crooks. He's not a gangster that it would, it would require him to actually be the mastermind behind these clever plots to make money. And he's not, he literally has used his name and traded on his name for 40 some odd years and associated with segregationists and racist and bad policy. I'm not going to sit here and let you give him credit as a crook and a gangster, please. The man doesn't have the backbone. If I was the president, you know what I'd say? Hey, excuse me. I'm talking. Right. And let every piece of music go like in Wedding Singer, you know, where everything starts playing slow and and you could hear a plate drop as Joe Biden says, enough. I'm the president of the United States. Come here. 
Because Donald get his attention. Hey, Don, well, you know, Secret Service was watching Obama. I, yeah. I've, I've picked out all the Secret Service agents in that video, and every single one of them had eyes locked on Obama. Not one of them was watching Biden. Not one. Oh. I point that out in 311. Dang. Dang. We're watching him. They're watching, they're watching Obama's back because he's the president. Let's face it. It's his cabinet. This is yeah. just like Daddy Bush Sr. running George Bush and his cabinet and Cheney. It's the same thing. George Bush, everyone goes, he was a bad president. He wasn't president. Either was either's Biden. This has been Obama since day one. And he said, I'm not coming out to endorse you. You know this. He, that's why he waited three months before the election to endorse Biden. What did he say? You steamroll every piece of legislation that Trump has that he overthrew on mine and reinstate everything I've done, or you are not getting my endorsement. You know that's what was said. Because the first thing he did is broad sweeping executive powers oh, yeah. over what? 78 pieces of EOs in the first, what, five days, just absolving all of Trump's legacy. Yeah. And that's okay because Trump did it to Obama too. But this whole grab ass with American policy and what's good for Americans, this game they're playing, this power struggle is it's, ridiculous. It's a tit for tat. You did this on team blue. Mm -hmm. So team red does this without ever considering any sort of actual compromise or communication. It's just simply, we don't like you. And yeah. It's insane. It's a, it's, it's like title 42. It, they're just making decisions to spite. This is the next topic is Abbott is dumping illegal immigrants back into Washington, D.C. from Texas. you got to love it. Now, people have had a lot of things to say about Abbott, how he's a rhino. What I don't care. Anybody's better than frickin' Beto O'Rourke. Robert, Robert O'Rourke, uh, you know, the great brown hope for Texas. So, uh, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that Abbott is perfect, but I think it is a genius move for putting them on charters back into Washington, D.C., not on a plane. It's actually saving money by doing buses, which is even better. I mean, that you know how long that ride is? It's going to be like five days on a bus and drops them off into Washington, D.C. And then you have the situation where Biden's creating these processes to give illegals phones to check in, giving them smartphones. What in the hell is going on? How many impoverished youth or impoverished families in the suburbs or in the urban areas would benefit from a cell phone to look for jobs or to you know educate themselves or sign up for college classes or maybe talk to friends and family from afar? How many people would benefit from that? Why are we giving phones to illegals? And more importantly, where is this great infrastructure bill? Why aren't we laying tens of thousands of miles of free fiber optic cable to the countries and to the urban areas, providing this free internet that everyone heard about when the only people who are laying fiber is AT&T and Comcast and Time Warner, and we're going to be renting those lines like we do with everything else. If all of you don't know this, every piece of internet that is running through the United States from cell phone is all owned by AT&T, Verizon, and Comcast. All the fiber optic lines in the Midwest are all Comcast. The government leases that. We're not creating anything new. Sorry, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but I'm a little ticked off at this. Would love to get your thoughts about what Abbott's doing and also the free cell phones for everybody. I guess it's better than free freaking needles. <laughs> I think um, 
unless you want to go first, Leroy, because I keep no, jumping bro, in. Go ahead. But I, I think, um, I mean, I'm with you, Matt. We live next door to DC, so I'm not happy about it at all. Um, I think Abbott is trying to win and doing what he needs to do to win Texas, which sucks for us. Um, I do agree with you on, you know, I can have sympathy for everyone. Like I do empathize with the people who are coming here if they're good people. And we don't know that for sure. Um, we don't know if they're bringing fentanyl or whatever, you know, any kind of drugs or we don't know anything about them for the most part, which we've known this for a, you know, a year now. Um, so I can empathize with them if they are good people that they want to come here and have a better life. But we do need to take care of our own people first because we are the United States and we should be looking out for our own people first. That's my two cents. The, the, the borders are always really touchy with me because as okay. much as we want to, and at some point you're going to see the United States, you know, have this more op open door policy. Um, and specifically what I'm referring to is, is uh, the baby bust that is happening worldwide, basically. Um, but right now, what we're seeing is such an influx of drugs and uh, that are just pouring over the southern border. I saw a report that suggested that just seized, not they don't know what got across so far, but just seized so uh, in 2021 was enough fentanyl to kill every man, woman, and child in the United States seven times over. And that's just what was seized. So when you're talking about this huge influx of, of, of drugs and how many people, how lethal it is, right? At one point, at what point do you consider that to be a national security crisis? Yeah. You tell me, I mean, I don't know. I don't have the answer. Well, why do we have veterans who are homeless? I mean, I mean come on. I mean, listen, why are, why are we deferring people with opioid addiction, 22 a day committing suicide? The government can fix this. The government can fix this right now. They can impose certain regulations that open up the VA with absolute unequivocal mental health care, up to 24 hours, seven days a week health care for people who are in the state of mind that they're in. They're not doing that. What they do is they put them on prescriptions and then push them 90 days away before they get any mental health and they put them on a waiting list. The resources are here for us to take care of our veterans, to take care of our urban environments that are and have been for 75 years democratic cesspools. We have to start considering what it's going to take to get our nation to be prosperous. It's going to be clean up these cities. They represent a massive drain on our economy. And I am all about helping our fellow man and giving them a, 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 a step up, but not a handout. That doesn't do anything. All it does is make them dependent upon government and increases government size. People are like, well, these phones are free from Verizon. Nothing's free. Nothing. It's not yeah. free. The government doesn't make anything. Right. What you mean to say is that everything is taxpayer funded. It's, uh, it's not free. It's my money. It's your money. And Nexus phones might be $0 on Verizon. Okay, that's great. You know who provides that? Comcast. You know what they're going to get for that? They're going to get 
hundreds of millions of dollars to lease their fiber optic lines for gig speed service through Comcast by supplying these phones. Because whether you know this or not, are you ready? Is everyone ready? Here it is. Something you'd probably don't have any idea about because this is one of the best kept secrets in the world. Verizon is Comcast. Comcast doesn't have a mobile division, folks. We never did. Right. Do you think Comcast literally became the third largest mobile provider overnight? How? With what infrastructure? It's Verizon. They're white labeling the Xfinity service, mobile service. It's Verizon, and they're white labeling it with Xfinity Mobile. How do I know? I well, because know. I opened it for the entire West Coast and Midwest, and I'm the one that did the retail concepts for the stores. I launched it. And I was one of the number one consultants for Comcast as an advisor on the launch. It's Verizon. So if you think that they're not going to get kickbacks and Comcast isn't going to get better deals on their overall per square mile running of fiber and the government isn't going to use this infrastructure bill because the unions aren't going to build anything, there's no government contractors who are going to lay fiber. It's going to be the three, three big telecom corporations. That is not free. That's my money. That's your money. Right. And I don't understand why we can't be smart enough. Not one mile of new fiber has been laid that hasn't been laid by Time Warner, AT&T, and Comcast. Not one. Where's this great infrastructure bill? Where are these new roads and bridges that I'm supposed to see? Where's the cleanup process? Where's the, you know, little Mary Sue who gets walked to school by a white knight and a horse that was supposed to be created for this amazing, prosperous nation with all the trillions of dollars we spend on this infrastructure bill? Why? Because it was a COVID relief bill. That's what it was. Designed as a infrastructure bill. BS. Well, you, you saw the new numbers, right, Matt? It's $5.8 trillion. Yeah. Dollars. Five and how much went to how much went to in infrastructure? Nine hundred million. It's unbelievable. People have no idea that Comcast is Verizon, and everything that they do is through Verizon towers. You know, I I posted uh, just the other day. Actually, it was yesterday. This uh, this graphic that that uh, some some of the the dummies out there have, have seen this and have uh, commented on it. But what it was, it was a, um, it was a debt to GDP kind of world's debt who, who has the most and you know, who's leading the, the world basically. And we're not there yet. We're, we're not the worst, right? But we're getting there. Uh, and we're at 133% debt to GDP ratio right now. The worst in the world is Japan, apparently at 256%. But when you're talking about how much money the, the, the government brings in versus what goes back out, that's what this is in relation to. And then you tack on $5.8 trillion. Our, what the government takes, our GDP is only $30 trillion annually. That's all of the money that gets exchanged in the United right. States. So when you're talking, that, that that's just mind-boggling. The difference. Oh, of course it is. It's ridiculous. Um, Carol had a comment. Yes, and they pulled people in pain off of opioids, and the patients are suffering. We aren't all addicts. Opioids don't stop pain. 
The biggest lie that's ever been told to you is that op- opioids are painkillers. They're not painkillers. They don't localize any of the central nervous system. They don't numb anything. They make you anesthetized to certain emotions and feelings, and they put you in a fog. I happen to be an expert on the subject because I am a recovering addict. Advil is more impactful for pain than opioids. Opioids make you forget pain because they make you feel euphoric. And then people get addicted to the high and they start chasing it because unfortunately it's a regression high like heroin that the first time is the most epic feeling you will ever have. And you will never replicate it again. This is why people get addicted because they're chasing it just like with old laudanum and opium and smoking PCP called chasing the dragon is because you never get to that feeling ever again. And it eventually kills you. Opioids are the same thing. This is how people start off on two to three milligrams a day and feel like they're literally high as a kite and then can take 400 milligrams a day like I did just to stop the shakes and the addiction from taking over your life and biting through your own tongue. So I'm not empathetic to, I think doctors and pain management specialists are not pain management specialists. They're pushers. And we should be educating people on rehabilitation and physical therapy and to slowly work on our diets and take weight from our midsections and on our joints that's putting ungodly amount of pressure from us being able to walk and take care of ourselves. I happen to agree with the restriction of opioids. They're deadly, they're dangerous, and they're not as much of a killer as fentanyl. And we're letting fentanyl just come over the border wantingly and we don't even care. But opioids are the focus. Why? Well, because too many people were making money off of it. Go ahead, Leroy. Oh, I, I didn't I didn't have anything to add to that. I you were on a a, a, a great roll there. I'm, opioids I'm, suck. It, I, I, I'll take that back. I was, uh, when I had shingles, I was on, um, oxy cotton. Yeah. I was on that for, it was, they gave me enough for a month and it made me sleep something like 16 hours a day is what it did to me. Um, and it helped. It certainly helped because the pain from the shingles was just unreal, but, uh, coming, coming back off of it, man, I would, I, I didn't have any issues, but I mean, it was only on it for 30 days. So, well, you're addicted after 10. Well, you're yeah. habitual after 10. A lot of people don't know that. What happens is, is that every time I came off of opioids, I would try to quit smoking too. And I would get horrible flu-like symptoms, diarrhea, felt like the flu. And that was, that was, I was actually going through withdrawals. I went into one clinic and I, I, I had uh, 10 days in a row, I literally lost like 20 pounds, went to the doctor and he looks at me and he did a blood test urine and he's like, so what's going on? And I said, well, I'm, I, I think it's because I quit cigarettes. And he looks at me like, you're full of crap, dude. And I'm like, no, no, it's because I quit smoking. And I didn't not didn't understand till years later that he was seeing me as an addict because he ran my P test and knew that I had opioids in my system. And he assumed that I was addicted, which he was right. I was, but I, I couldn't make the connection, but that's what it was. Listen, you trust doctors. You're right. All of that. I'm not blaming you for your opioid addiction. The fact that you continue to trust these doctors, I do hold you responsible for that. 
That's all I'm saying. You guys know that this stuff's horrible for you. You need to get off this stuff. It'll kill you. You're going to die. It, you will never, ever eclipse what a good diet, the right type of exercise, and the right type of medication to fight whatever's happening in your body, not necessarily a painkiller. Painkillers are not painkillers. They never have been. I'm just saying. The biggest right. light bulb for me came on when when you're watching all of these ads on TV for all of these different types of pet uh, uh, medications, uh, ED relief or, you know, whatever. And, and what is it these days with every, every drug that they have marketed on Fox and everything else says that it will cause an infection or a split in the perineum. And I'm like, right. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Why? Oh, and so, you, you Hi you know, guys. Good night. Good night, sweetie. So when you start hearing your doctor start saying, "Hey, have you heard of this one?" or at the end of every one of those commercials, they all say, "Ask your doctor about this one." That's when you know, all right, maybe I should start doing a little more research for my own self and right. not not necessarily to take everything the doctor says as gospel. Yeah. Carol makes a comment says, I'm the one who has to suffer coming off and I've been on for 10 years. That's BS. And we should be offered to help to get off. Hey, Carol, you're actually talking to someone who came off. I was on it for 18 years. I don't remember my daughter and son being born. You're not going to get sympathy from me. You now know you need to come off. It's time to make the jump, cut those things in half then cut them in quarters, then cut them in eights, and then jump. You're not going to get any help. Unless you have $30,000 laying around, you're not going to go to rehab. So before you're at the end of a bed with a gun in your mouth ready to end it, I would recommend you slowly cut back, go through minor withdrawal, get yourself through the day by cutting them into halves, then quarters, then eights, and then jump. And you'll hear from recovering addicts, the jump is the hardest part. That's a lie. You will spend a month in a bedroom, shaking, sweating, shitting yourself, almost biting through your tongue, your legs shaking, brain zaps, unable to sleep, probably 13 to 15 days up. You will lose 20 to 30 pounds and then put it all back on. You will be uncomfortable for two years. Your body will be absolutely going through flip-flops and, sh and brain zaps more than you'll ever know you will actually go through withdrawal again like nine months after it's all out of your system because your body will just experience or smell something that creates a withdrawal for you but there is a light at the end of the tunnel and what it takes is for you to stop waiting for someone to help you and help yourself and i could sit here and be cushy with you and tell you it's going to be okay no that's not what you need you need someone to be direct and other people will lie to you i won't so if you want someone to talk to you, if you want someone to tell you how to do it, call me. I'm here. But stop complaining. It's time for you to do something about it because nobody's going to help you. That's, the, that's, the, that's what's BS. Not me. Them. All right. Uh, sorry. Got on my soapbox. You're good. Um, let's see. Are you balanced or are you falling to the left or to the right. I, I'm. This isn't going to be a quiz show, but this is almost to the point of being quiz show. Amy, 
What yes. newspapers <laughs> oh, shows Mother of Pearl? Mother of Pearl. What newspapers, <laughs> websites, t- you know, news channels do you go to? Um, I do. I uh, read a lot of articles from all sides, balanced, and um, for entertainment. Um, I, I mean, I watch uh, Bill Maher. I watch a little bit of CNN, I like the general news on that. I don't watch anyone specifically, typically. Um, I don't actually watch Fox. I like to watch Matt Walsh, sometimes Ben Shapiro, although he kind of annoys me. Um, and I like Louder of Crowder, but I don't always have a chance to listen to him. Okay, Crowder is a good one. He, t- Crowder is great, but he goes off on those tangents where he's, so and, 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 and <laughs> yeah, but his are like, he goes too off long. on these things for, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they're way too long. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Leroy, yourself, but you and I surf and peruse similar sources, but yeah. the non-class and non-gold watch type sites, what, what are you, what do you, what do you peruse? So it's funny. Uh, you, you know, I was, this skip is set up, right? They have tvs everywhere right and so yeah um you can get things on your on the low side you can get things on the high side and then there's what you what you watch at home so it's interesting because i don't have the remote so it's not like i have a say in a lot of the matter what what they have is cnn playing right above me <laughs> um so i have cnn there but i also have my headphones with me and i'll put newsmax uh, um up on my left eye and so you, you kind of have to, I always look for, because they're both pretty much opinion, opinion. Yeah. Sites. It's, it's editorialization. It, yes. it's, it, it, exactly. And so you look for the facts, you peel back the, the opinions now. Um, so that's at work. And then when I'm, when I'm coming home, I have my local channels that I listen to W H I O this kind of thing, which I, I feel like that definitely leans more right. Uh, when I come home, you know, honestly, on Sundays, I'll watch CBS, CBS Sunday morning with the trumpet. Um, it's it's very left leaning. Uh, but I know that. And, and so I'm able to kind of there's that filter there that that you understand what you're watching. And right. nine times out of ten, it's just feel good pieces anyway. Um, OK. Yeah. Well, this is interesting because I looked at what I look at. And I was really, I was blown away at how right in the middle I really am. Because I may do what you do, Leroy, and I may watch Fox or Newsmax or CBS and and sometimes CNN and MSNBC. But I always use the center to quantify or qualify what I'm watching. Yes. Um, So if you all think about what you've done, and think about what you watch. Take a look at this. This is an all sides media bias chart. <laughs> and it shows you where your station or what you watch is rated. And this is based off of five years of articles. And where you have the dark red is the extreme right. And the dark blue is the extreme left. You also have moderate liberal mm-hmm. and moderate conservative. And then you have center. 
Now, it doesn't mean that these are right or wrong, but these are based on consistency of articles being written by news columnists, organization, editorialization, eyewitnesses, beat reporters, street reporters, and everything in between. And this shows you where, where you fall. Now, what I love is all sides balanced isn't even on here, which is probably one of the best things because they're saying we're being independent of this. And this is to give you an idea of where you're at. Now, for those of you who don't know what all sides balance is, all sides balance just reports what everyone else writes and classifies it as from left to the right of center. And this is what you get. You know, it's interesting on that list. NPR. NPR yes. NPR is, is, is publicly funded. And yes. look where they land. Yes. Are yep. you surprised? <laughs> I should be. No, right? but I, I think be. Epoch Times is ultra right. And they just haven't been around long enough to be. Like, I think Epoch. But look at Daily Caller. Look at Daily Mail. Look at The Blaze. Look at The Daily Wire. Yeah. Then look on the other side, Huffington Post, Daily Beast, CNN. None of that's a surprise, but are you surprised by where they fall on the scale? And if this is the case, maybe it's time for you to look at some of these centers just to balance your thoughts. Axios is actually, no, 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 no. I didn't say it's center. That's not what I said. You're not listening. You're laughing, but you're not listening. I didn't say it's center. Who's what laughing? I said was, based upon the articles and the people that they have writing, this is where they fall. Now, you can look at something like Fox, and you know it's alt-right. Not alt-right, but right, because if you look at the amount of shows who are not right, it's like a 90% ratio to right-leaning behaviors. Same thing with CNN. But if you look at the Associated Press, they have a very balanced amount of articles, left, right, and center writers. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And if you want to take this further and find out if an Axios article is being written by the left, right, or center, you go to all sides and look, and that will tell you which writers and where they're at. This is a great resource. And it's a great way to read because you can start learning other things and knowing what particular side of the BS you're consuming is coming from. Right. Right. And, and the point to that is that every one of those sites, they're serving, right? They're after a market share. They're, they're serving the people that, that sign up or subscribe to their service. So, I mean, it, it's a, it's a self feeding you know, uh, uh, self-prophesizing type type news outlet. Amy, get off. I know. Sorry, I was just going to say, I'm sorry. I'm like fading quickly. I'm like get, dying. The allergies are terrible. Get out of here. I'm kicking bye. you off the show. Love you. Bye. I love you guys. I'll see you Friday. And we'll be here. Love tomorrow. you. Bye. She's, bye. she's not sorry. feeling good. <laughs> Poor no, girl. Uh, she, she looked miserable. So I want you to be clear. I, I'm not saying that AP is is center. 
listen to what I just said. It has an equal representation of left, right, moderates, and centers. It, and just because the articles that you see the most happen to be left, well, because that's what, you, that's what you've seen. Right. But it doesn't mean that there's not an equal amount of conservative writers. Go look at Christian Science Monitor, our Christian Monitor. Unbelievable how balanced that is because they have a very eclectic group of people writing for them, which makes them more centrist than not. So it's just something to think about. There's a um, uh, 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 hillbilly elegy, right? The guy wrote a book. Guy made a move. Uh, there was a movie based on the book, right? And the author is a guy named J.D. Vance, right? He claims to be this, 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 you know, very right-leaning Republican. But where does he work? But in his uh, uh, movie, he basically says, "I went to go work for CNN." I mean, they they do do that and to prove that point if you anybody's been watching a lot of cnn lately you'll notice that there's a lot of questionable eye eye browsing headlines that are not that are not favorable to the current administration they're they're kind of they're pointing some fingers saying hey this is something's up here yeah and and when when i Sorry, I'm on. We're already over on time, buddy. We're not taking any callers tonight. We will take some tomorrow for sure. We got a full lineup. We're almost done, actually. Um, which Associated Press writers would I recommend? I don't know. I don't. I don't really read the AP for anything other than Newsflash. There's two types of AP. There's Associated Press, which is regular, and then there's the AP Wire, which essentially is where information comes unadulterated and unfiltered. So I use newsflash and I use the newswire for information. Then I go and I read it on the left and the right. And then I quantify, qualify from the center articles to kind of get a balance of the truth. Then I make my own, my own mind. Here's the thing. I don't borrow things from other people. Very rarely. Um, memes all the time. Um, article when i do a show when i used to do the hour oh my god i would just read articles and just read them off but more often than not i either expand on an idea or i formulate an opinion that's dissenting because i like to think differently and this is why people get mad at me people get mad at me over the election people get mad at me that i think trump did some bad things people get mad at me that oh, i look at the jackson confirmation hearing and say republicans could have acted better although i and then immediately oh well you're you're a traitor you're a rhino and it's ridiculous i i i believe that you're a traitor to your own self an ability to escape ideological entrenchment if you don't listen to other people's opinions. I, 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 I can't stand it. We'll talk about that in a second. Leroy, go ahead. Well, and I was just going to say, so and it, it, everyone's heard me talk about this. This is exactly why I don't idolize people. I don't look at right. Trump or, or whoever is the current you know, hot-button candidate. I don't look at them as the end-all, be-all of my political or moral value compass. They're not, that's not it. I have my compass. Nine times out of ten, they tend, those people tend to lean more right, which just so happens to bring us in alignment. But, but normally speaking, you know, I, I, I don't. I look at, I look at the values that the person is upholding, right? And and whether or not they're supporting um, a 
lower lower taxes you know you look at all the hot button issues right so where they stand on taxes where they stand on on uh the border wall or immigration where do they stand on abortion and things like that so those are the real those are the real big dividing lines and if if a democrat you know look at jfk from 40 years ago he would probably not be a member of the democratic party by today's standards no And, and reagan wouldn't be a republican right I mean, that's the, that's the God Re- no. Reagan wasn't a Republican when he was a president, he wasn't, he wasn't he a was, Republican. Uh, so I started watching a uh, disturbing Netflix show yesterday. Um, and Reagan was in, when he was the governor of California, he was the one who passed the first, uh, set of, uh, legalized abortion bills. Yes. So, I mean, Reagan was not a Republican. Reagan was hard on communism. That's what got him in office. Exactly. He was against exactly. communism, which which separated him from the leftist movement that was alive at that time. It didn't make him a right. conservative. He spent more than any freaking conservative president before him in history. Right. He was a, right. he he was <laughs> he was not a Republican, but he was tough on the world and he believed in stomping out communism and he was the right guy for the job. Just like Trump wasn't a lifelong Republican and was very liberal before he decided to run. And that's okay. And he wound up being one of the most conservative people we've ever seen. And honestly, Reagan did too. He wound up being very conservative in his beliefs and his, in his um, socioeconomic type platforms. But when it came to spending, oh my God, star Wars program. Are you kidding me? Do you know how much money that cost? We're still paying that thing off. All right. So we're, we're going to wrap it up. Um, so this is the thread you were in. This might seem recognizable to you. A person comes in and her name's Justine. Yeah, so that's why Republicans are trying to regulate who can vote, who can play sports, who yeah, should yeah. be your preferred sex partner, which religions are acceptable, and what women can do with their bodies. Limited government, my ass. <laughs> that was the one I think I commented on, yes? Right. Well, then I said to her, you were on that one too. So then I jumped in and I said, more people voted in 2020 2020 than ever before, including all demographics, genders, and ethnicity. Everyone can play sports. That right is the right to compete at any level is not a right. There is zero regulations or law forbidding you to choose who you can partner with. All religion is acceptable. You just don't get to force ours into the shadow and say that say that ours is not acceptable or that your deity or lack thereof is more important than ours. So basically right. everything you just said is why you're for big government and you're a Democrat and I am a Republican. The last one is this guy comes on and says, you worship the founding fathers. He's like, they're not idols. They're not always right. And I said, the founding fathers, he goes, the founding fathers are dead and are not divine beings. Worshiping them as such is foolish. And what they wanted and what they wanted doesn't matter now. Blue states pay more in federal taxes while red states get more money from the federal government. When you pay more taxes, you expect to get more from your government. Republicans are for big government when it comes to restricting what people can do in their personal lives. So I heard that earlier and I went. Wait, wait, can I, can I read what I wrote and then you can make a comment? Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. 
So I said, who worships the founders? I adhere to our laws. Anything else is just nonsense uttered for an emotional reaction. Thank you for admitting you want to destroy the Constitution and Bill of Rights. Most leftists are usually more circumspect with their ulterior motives. I will give you that much. (laughs) So I've learned... I've just learned not to cuss anymore and not to be a bully and just destroy their argument. It's so much easier. Thank you, Leroy, for helping me through it. Go ahead. Um, I heard that somebody had pitched that to me uh, uh, earlier in a a different area. And uh, and I went and looked up the numbers. And as it turns out, the biggest... Uh, 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 the biggest tax suck, right, in terms of welfare states is, in fact, California, one, and New right. York, number two. So right. I don't buy that argument. That's well, right. and, 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 and look at dependency on welfare. The, of course, there's more white people on welfare. Are you kidding me? They're also the largest freaking supermajority in the United States, of course. But look at the length of time that other ethnicities besides white, Anglo, or Hispanic are on welfare. And it is, I don't have the number, but I will show, I I promise you this, the number proportionately is as ill proportioned as the amount of minorities in the U S that are African American or Hispanic versus the white majority. So don't sit here and tell me that it's not uh, an epidemic or a systemic issue in urban environments, which it absolutely is. It's ridiculous. Welfare states are, are built based upon the, the, the inner city. Absolutely. And, and Thomas Sowell actually noted that. And, and prior to 1960, I want to say he noted 63 or 64, somewhere in there. Prior to that, um, the black family was earning more uh, um, in, in income. Their, uh, their, their kids were doing better in, in most schools. And then as soon as the the welfare state was kind of pitched to them. That was what destroyed, in fact, the uh, the black right. family. Well, and and the family values that were inherent in the black community. I mean, family values was was all the African American community had for almost three hundred and seventy five years. Right. Right. And, and family was unequivocal. Elderly were respected. You never disrespected your mother as a black. Uh, as a black family member i i my best friend was black i was in his house more than mine it was a different world the matriarch and patriarch were synonymous with each other more than any white family i had ever met ridiculous and that is gone i mean that is eroded to a point where having having a father figure in a child's life is almost it's it's not financially beneficial for any single mother because they can make more money from welfare and be protected and covered by the state than any man can provide. And what I'm are their options? For, Working I'm, at McDonald's? I'm looking, I'm looking for it real quick, but I mean, it wasn't, I'm looking for, there was an Obama speech where he had noted on father's day, the importance of a father. And I can't find the statistics, but basically the speech went something like, you know, uh, homes without a father, the, the child is like four times more likely to go to prison, uh, eight right. times more likely to get shot, you know, this kind of thing. And, right. uh, and I didn't, 
Those well, aren't, aren't my words. Those are Obama's words. And look up that and look up transgenders and th- look at the disproportionate for the listen. That community makes up less than what 0.8 to 1.2 percent of Americans. They have the highest death rate, highest su- suicide rate, highest mental issues, highest uh, highest um, amount of rape and incest, violent hate crimes. It's all up in the 40 and 50, 60 percent on those numbers. It's ridiculous. So. What people need to understand is that when they look, okay, white people are on welfare. Yeah, no one's denying that. The problem is, is why disproportionately are more African-Americans and minorities on welfare than white people? When you look at the overall numbers, it's like saying Texas is the freest gun state just because they have the most guns. That's not true. Per capita, they don't have the most guns. There's other states that supersede them, including Idaho and Wyoming. Per capita is a different number. Look at the overall number. Don't just look at the volume because that's like saying, well, California has a lot, has 36 million people, 42 million people, whatever it is, and it has less welfare than other states. That's not true considering that 11 million possible immigrants are living there. Anywhere from 7 to 11 million is the estimation. There's an estimation that there are in the currently in the United States right now, 11 million to 20 million illegals. California houses what 85 90% of them let's yeah. let's let's have a real conversation I hate these these oh well, I have a stat so therefore your information is incorrect when we don't quantify and qualify the numbers that we're looking at it just it just well, it just destroys the argument what people tend to do is they'll seek out a stat to support their end of the argument right. and I get that it's it's a common thing but but at the end of the day, what you're what you really should be doing is, you know, taking your your moral value, right, attaching that to a social stance, right? What's your stance on, say, you know, immigration, whatever, and 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 work it that way, not not just blindly looking for numbers that you think are going to support your argument, right? Which anyone can find. I can tell you I can hang an elephant off of a cliff with his tail tied to a daisy, but any person with any mind and eyes can realize that that's complete fallacy. Physics can prove anything, right? Yeah. I can find an article that will will recite everything I just said and then combat against it. It doesn't mean it's correct. <laughs> Matt, Matt and I have talked about this before. It's that it's getting into that mindset of constantly asking why, why is this the way it is? Who, you know, how did we get to this point? Because if you can kind of retrace those steps, then when you see a mistake that had happened in the path in that arc of a story, then you can avoid it later. Right. Just to address something, someone said Reagan ended the Star Wars or SDI program, strategic defense interballistic whatever missile i don't remember what it is sdi it's not true he created it in 1980 and ran through 1984 if i'm not mistaken before ultimately 86 it was quashed so he poured billions into the star wars program so and the um, how can you join live usually i had three people call tonight i'm sorry i turned off the live tonight because we we weren't on last night we had a lot to go over um, and we have a hard stop at 9.30. We broke that rule. So we're going to bounce. We'll be back tomorrow. You guys can come on live. I promise you it'll be a little bit of a slower news night, but we had a lot to correct. Um, Leroy, last word for you. Excellent show. Thank you again for having me on. I hope Amy is feeling better. Happy birthday to you, Bubba. Um, Appreciate it. You, you look fantastic for for uh, 81. And I'm kidding. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, again, thank you for having me on. 
No problem. I always love having you on. Um, thanks, man. I will see you manana at 8.30, and uh, we'll go from there. Peace. Good night, buddy. All right, everybody. Uh, Veteran Crisis Hotline. Thank you, Leroy. 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. Kind of interesting. Uh, we had a lot of people. We had 146 on. That's the most we've had. I think the no cussing thing's working. Plus, we have a lot of people flowing through the site. Hopefully, we gain some new viewers. 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. Do me a favor, folks. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is way too many. We need help. If you would not mind reaching out to the Veteran Crisis Hotline, ask that vet to make that phone call. If they're unwilling, you can make that phone call for them. It's very easy, and also give them the number. If that doesn't work, reach out to me. Maybe I can help. I've helped several veterans through this. And if that doesn't work, they can go to donutfriendly.com and click on the VCL link to get some assistance. It's 100% anonymous, 100% free. And if you are not a veteran and you are a citizen, you can call too, and they will not turn you away. Remember, mental health is physical health. Go to the store and buy a Let's Go Brandon shirt or buy some coffee. There's a new flavor, the FJB, hashtag FJB brand. It is a caramel and slightly citrus breakfast blend. It is delicious. I love it. Also, you can get the Tomahawk or the Moab or the Napalm in the morning. Go buy a hat. Go do something fun. Follow me on donutfriendlyshow.com. And uh, that's about it. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Please go watch episode 311. Like, follow, share, and subscribe. I will talk to you tomorrow night. Goodbye. Yes, Mel, we now... Mel, we now have international pricing. So everything we will ship international. It's going to be expensive because that's the way it is. But yes, we do international... And uh, if you need anything, let me know. Yeah, the hats are good. And Vicky, I saw that you called. I will talk to you tomorrow. I apologize. I had to wave a few people off. It's been uh, a busy night. Good night, everybody. God bless. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Go do something good out there.